care for all Your bros can suck my balls Fuck your reply guys Please don't fuck your reply guys Just listen to reply guys Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys The leftist comedy podcast for everyone I am Kate Willett And I'm Mohanad Al-Sheikhi. And we're back. And it's almost Thanksgiving. We are. Yeah. I'm very... Uh, I want to say I'm very excited for Thanksgiving, but I I work for myself. I work from home. So it's not like a, it's going to be a holiday for me or something. Is you Are you... Um, when was your first Thanksgiving? Oh, my first... 2014? 2014. What did you, what did you think about it? I mean, here's the thing. If you uh, put all the facts aside about Thanksgiving, uh, I thought it was pretty great, you know, the until you start really like, good. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like my first Thanksgiving, you know, like it was like a, uh, with a, with a friend who invited me over with his family because they didn't really know many people over. So he was like, yeah, uh, come and have at it. Uh, and I was like, this is, this is truly the best thing ever. And then you start reading about Thanksgiving and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's a bummer. Uh, I wish it was not associated with this bloody history, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's, um, you missed elementary school here and by missed, I mean, uh, I don't know if they're still doing this. I'm not sure, but at least back when I was in elementary school, what they would usually do is have half the class dress up like pilgrims and then the other half the class dress up like what they called at that time indians like that was how they yeah. referred to oh, yeah. native american people and in like the super stereotypical way like just putting a bunch of like feathers on their head and like face paint um is definitely pretty racist but that's see that's the thing because like you know like growing up like i'd have like a lot of like access to like u.s media so that's the image you see as well yeah that makes sense you know so that's the story i came in with like in my head i was just like yeah so you know it's kind of like a a fun tradition that has been going for hundreds of years you don't really like the because on tv like you know these i feel like america has like really good pr yeah that makes sense you know yeah so that is so like the i always forget about like just the amount of like media dominance that the u.s has in terms of like exporting you know like in india for example everyone had like friends like the show friends is like was one of the most popular shows there so like i in did Libya stand- as well yeah. yeah i did stand up there and i was like is this gonna because my stand-up is like pretty sexual and i was like is this gonna be like is this gonna weird people out you know because it's a bit more conservative on the whole in terms of that you know and yeah they're like no everyone watches friends and i was like oh yeah they're like they, they just are like you know it's it's very funny because like i still have friends who watch like reruns of friends to this day they're just so obsessed with it and i'm like please free yourself there's better tv there's so much better tv yeah but i, yeah. I feel like friends has has to be one of the most like popular shows like worldwide to have ever existed Oh yeah, it is. It's it's so funny because I'm just like it's 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 funny that supposedly it takes place in New York and you see the apartments that they live in and stuff, and then you move to New York City and you're like, there is no way they could have afforded this. No way, no. Yeah, and they were like, 
I forget what their jobs were, but they weren't supposed to be like rich. I mean, Joey was a fucking like an like an actor. He was like auditioning his shit, and he just like lived in this huge apartment like with in, one roommate. Didn't they, where, what neighborhoods did they live in? Did they live in the East Village? I think. I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and we were supposed to be like, no, that's normal. That's that's pretty. F- it's fine. Yeah. yeah, friends, the trust fund kids saga. Yeah, <laughs> that I feel like there should be a prequel. Yeah, we're just their parents bequeathing them. Exactly. Yeah, we're just like we learned that Joey's parents are like, uh, uh, like, I don't know, tech tycoons or like oil people or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Thanksgiving is like, I mean, you know, obviously uh, the mythology around it is pretty fucked up, but it, it, I do like food-based holidays, like much more than I like um, like drinking-based holidays. Probably part of that is because I no longer drink, but like sitting down and like eating a giant meal with people is pretty fun. Like I don't yeah. really get like super fucked up. Like on Yeah, Christmas exactly. I mean, it's, it's nice to have a, a community of people and come and cook together. It just feels like this is what people are supposed to be doing always, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, the, the thing I hate about Thanksgiving is the, is every time there's like a holiday like this that comes up, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever is the right wing media and people who make it sound like, we're all so fucking upset. Yeah, no, it's... Oh, man, like, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, like, shut the fuck up. We're all celebrating this. We're all, like... It's just, like, you're celebrating it and, and like, glorifying it in a weird way. We're just having fun. What, to me, is always really funny is when I meet somebody who is upset about the holidays, but for, like, a super fringe reason. Like, yeah. you know, somebody who was, like... A, like I've known some witches or whatever, <laughs> and they're like, you know, like non-pagan people just don't understand the meaning of like Samhain. I think is the that is so funny. Or like you know, this should be we're celebrating the solstice, you know. So anyway, I actually you know. I like the holidays. I am not like I live really far apart from my family and they don't really do yeah. much. So I usually celebrate with friends. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've come to appreciate it in my old days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I like, it's, I like yeah. it. It's been um, it's just a pretty fucked up week of news, obviously. Yeah, um, it is, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. We should we should talk about the the elephant in the room, which is this terrible shooting in Colorado. I know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, what is it in Colorado Springs? Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like the more like you read about it, the more like the that unfolds. Because like at first, like you know, it happened on Sunday, and it's at a club called Q, where I believe five people were killed and like dozens of people like were were shot and 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 injured. And this whole thing, you know, like it took six minutes, you know, before like whoa between it started and like the the police arriving and like they they managed to catch the the guy who did it who who you know we'll get into into him and who he is and all of that did, doesn't but the shooter i didn't the shooter identify as non-binary now wasn't that the uh oh he does i think they yeah, oh, i think they came the out as non-binary definitely seems a little uh, cynical to do that right now but i don't know i'm not inside anyone's head Okay, I hope they face justice then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah. Oh my God, I love, I love when the defense come with like 
these like things and just being no he's non-binary and so so even if he like even if they were like what's what's the point here is yeah, that they... it's not really the, the the main problem would be the shooting we would exactly say. like yeah. oh no it's okay uh, they killed people who look like them so that's okay that's completely fine yeah but um anyway you know yeah another another story where the the cops did not stop the violence um and exactly because the person who stopped the violence was there was this uh military veteran who was there with his uh with his family who managed to you know uh disarm the killer and there was also this uh also trans person as well uh who the media has been incorrectly describing as a drag queen yeah uh which is you know i've, I've read like a few threads about like how you know just love how the media like i don't know like if they don't do the research or like they're like intentionally getting these things wrong or like conflating like a drag queen or a trans person i'm like it's you know it's not the same yeah no it's really fucked up and i think the military veterans um man i hope i'm not getting the detail story of this story wrong but i think uh it was their it was like it was their i can't remember daughter or son's friend like someone they someone that they were there to see was also mm -hmm. shot and killed that night and it's yeah i mean it's 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 fucking horrifying and then like you you read about the guy and he was like this 22 years old and who managed you know managed to get a gun obviously and you're like well i'm sure he did not have a violent history or something since you know he was either like got this long gun but then you read more about him and that's not true he has a sealed record and he literally called a bomb threat in 2021 oh my god you know the yeah and I'm it's just like how how is that someone who like i get it like uh background checks and like stuff in this country are so fucked up but like to the point where someone can call a bomb threat first of all he was not prosecuted for that for some reason and then he was let go and then managed to get a gun and it's just like is aren't background checks supposed to prevent that from happening yeah i mean it's like you know i i think that um i mean there's so many things that we could do without banning all guns that would just be like of course we should do that like if you call in a bomb threat you shouldn't be able to get a gun i mean just the basics even of just like somebody who has a past of domestic violence that they've been you know convicted of charged with you know there's just there's there's so much middle ground and we are so far on the side of not doing anything exactly yeah and i was like you know i was wondering about like the sealed record and stuff because like why would you do that for this guy and then not saying that there's a there's a connection but you know his this this kid's grandfather is is a is a well-known maga republican he's a he's an assemblyman randy uh Vopel. uh he's a maga republican from california and one of the people who were like pushing like the january like six attacks and just like you know condoning them basically and like one of the election deniers and it's just like it's hard not to see the connection between these two yeah it's i mean it's just so you know it's so gross and you know i think like a lot of people have been pointing out the the broader context of just like how all of this 
you know, grooming rhetoric has really escalated this mm -hmm. to the point of, you know, so much violence. Um, you know, obviously, you know, people have probably been following, but over the past few years here, um, you know, this rhetoric about groomers, um, mm -hmm. grooming is a real thing. It's when of someone who, it is. Who yes. is a, it's, it's when someone who is a pedophile, like, you know, spends like a long period of time, like, you know, getting a child to, you know, like basically, you know, go along, like psychologically yeah, manipulating them. them. Yeah. And, um, but the thing that these people are doing is conflating, you know, being trans or being gay um, or being a drag queen with being a groomer. And that's obviously a pretty old strategy. Like that was a big thing with exactly. like, uh, you know, Anita Bryant, um, you know, in like, you know, Harvey Milk, that was like one of the things that he was really fighting against was like, because they tried to uh, make a bill to like ban, you know, gay people from being teachers and Harvey Milk, one of the many things he did was encourage people to come out of the closet so that people yeah. could see like, no, these like gay people, it's not some bogeyman pedophile it's just like regular people that you know and already love and are close to but um, exactly yeah. yeah so this has been an old strategy but it's just really heated up and particularly you know around the issue of like you know trans children receiving gender affirming care mm -hmm. even if it's just social transition like wearing you know different different clothes or using a different yeah. name you know these people are just conflating it all with pedophilia and it makes sense because you know, mm -hmm. it makes sense that it's getting violent because it's like if you truly believe that like all of these pedophiles are just on the loose, just hurting all these kids, then yeah, I mean, of course yeah, people of are course. gonna react yeah. to that. You wanna stop but them, yeah. But that's not what's happening at all, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 not that and it's just like and the, the unfortunate thing, even after this incident, even even after this happened, you see people like right wing yeah, like Tim Pole just like tweeting about like like still like talking about like groomers and like basically blaming them for what happened to them like during the shooting like the people who were killed uh he claimed that you know there was like uh like a drag queen events with kids called them groomers again and was just like you cannot you cannot do these things and then expect nothing bad to happen to you and i'm just like first of all like how terrible you have to be to see like people literally get killed and this this is what you come up with. Like there's like it just feels like there is no bottom with these people. No, there isn't. It's it just they just keep doing going down through this hole. And I'm just like, you literally like make no sense. Like this is like not like extremely false. And then like what's their name? Like fucking the uh the representative from Colorado, uh Lauren Bobert, who just like tweeted and was just like, oh, you know, like uh my condolences, this is terrible and stuff. And I'm just like, you've fucking spent years calling these people groomers and pedophiles. And now that they got killed, you cannot just pretend that you have nothing to do with this. This is literally your doing. Yeah. It's um, Tucker Carlson uh, had uh, a woman named Jamie Michelle or Jamie Mitchell. Mitchell. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but... Uh, as a spokesperson for an organization called Gays Against Groomers. So it's like right-wing, transphobic gay yeah. people. 
Mm-hmm. And um, this person came on the show and said that the shootings are going to continue until, quote, we end this evil agenda of gender affirming care. So very much victim blaming and also just. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the violence is just so implicit in that statement. And, you know, Tucker Carlson has a huge audience. You know, Tim Pool has a huge audience online. Um, And, you know, Matt Walsh and, you know, just all of the, all the major players are, I mean, and it's just getting so dangerous. Like, I was thinking about it and, like, I've been to some drag shows Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn and I'm like... Mm -hmm. I think I would be a bit scared to go now, which is what, I mean, I I probably wouldn't not go, but I mean, they're trying to make people terrified, you know, and especially if you live in like a red state or red county or whatever, I'm sure that people feel really scared to do shit like that now. It's, and it's, it's also like fucked up because like, you know, like Republicans main thing or like right wing people main thing is just like, well, if you don't want people to, to come at you, you should do, you should be who you are behind closed doors. That's their thing. But even when you're behind closed doors, they will still come to you. And it's just like, what what like what do you want at this point? Like, yeah, yeah like you just w- do not want these people to to be alive. You don't want them to be around. And you should just you know just come out and just say that instead of just like you know trying to come up with these theories that truly like make no sense. Uh, like I, I'm just reading this Tim Pool like tweet where it just basically said he's he's like, it seems that around 10 p.m. Club Q posted that they were having an all ages drag show the next day. About two hours later, the shooter came in. People keep calling for the wood chippers, and this is what happens. And I just like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I mean, we broadly understand that this type of rhetoric. I mean, by we, I mean like society has kind of mostly broadly sort of understood that this type of rhetoric with like other sorts of violence like sexual assault like to me this is the equivalent of like you know well women if if you don't want to be violently raped then you know you shouldn't be you know dressing provocatively or something and it, like people would react to that like oh my god that's horrible but with this we just see so much acceptance even from people who seem really normal like this one person that i've known for a long time who I really liked yeah. really disappointed me because I saw him online posting about TRAs. Have you heard that term? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I have not. No. So it's a, a turf slash, you know, gender critical thing where they call uh, trans people TRAs, trans rights activists. And it's, oh, meant, I see. it's meant to conflate trans people with MRAs. Uh, who are, you know, obviously like really horrible people, MRAs are, you know, yeah, like yeah, trans yeah. people are just fighting for their rights and to be, you know, just accepted in a way where they can live their lives in the same way that any of us want to, you know, without of course, harassment, yeah. with, you know, safe, just being ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I was just like very surprised at this because it surprises this guy because you know i just i liked him he's definitely liberal leftist mm-hmm. good views on other things but it's like this type of like real brain poisoning that's gotten into people you know i know it's I know. so sad yeah. and weird and horrible 
is. It is, yeah. It is. I mean, and it's also like unfortunate, like seeing like, you know, like even like other media that's like, you know, it's not right wing, but moderate media just like are not doing much to kind of like unpack that or like try and like uh, explain to people who are confused, I guess. They're just kind of like, they're like, I feel like every every time I see like something on the Washington Post or the New York Times or something, it's always like in the form of a question, you know, and they don't really provide you with the answers, but they were just like, they're just like, well, we're just asking questions here, uh, but why does this keep happening? I'm like, no, just, 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 just report the facts and like use like correct terms to describe stuff instead of just like instilling doubt in people. And and I get it, like you just want people to to fight in your replies so you can get get more views and stuff. But that's not that's not how you do journalism. Yeah, exactly. It's um. I don't know, man. It's just it's so 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 sad and so horrible, and I'm really just my, I'm really scared and my heart's really broken for just how much fear you know trans people are are understandably facing right now because I mean mm -hmm. there is this it, it's I think it's impossible to say at this point that this rhetoric is not having consequences of real actual deaths and violence yeah and it, yeah and it's not slowing down it's it's no it's, it's accelerating like it's exactly it's the opposite like i feel like it's getting worse and worse and worse and no one is doing anything to stop it yeah and yeah i i mean i don't i don't really know i just feel like it's just so sad and fucked up and especially like now with with elon musk and like him handling twitter it's literally like now you can say any horrible thing you want and he, and he'll help push it yeah, you sent me this thread earlier of yeah. Elon Musk replying to, um, this is a thread by uh, Joshua P. Hill, at mm -hmm. Joshua P. Hill, but uh, he's, you know, just talking to all these these fascists online. I, I see him here uh, conversing with Andy No, Tim Poole, um, Ian Miles Chong, Cat Turd, which is, I guess, some sort of fascist account. I looked in this this yeah, catcher right has been blocked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Dinesh D'Souza. We got uh, yeah. Bill Mul Malugan. I don't know who that is, but he's yeah. probably a fascist. Uh, it's just a, yeah, a bunch of right-wing people. And he's just like, he won, he, like, this is his crowd now. This is who he's, he's and he, 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 want, he want to do this thing where he's just like, no, I am like a, a moderate. I mean, like, no, you're not. You're, you're a right-wing person who's in yeah. charge of a company now. Yeah, and oh, and then libs of TikTok and libs of TikTok get so Oof. much get so much blame for really popularizing this groomer rhetoric to just such a large audience. Yeah, you know, we've talked about that yeah. on the show before, but just it's this Twitter account that basically reposts TikToks of you know just uh, typically just um, gender nonconforming people just talking about. Uh, living their lives and then everyone mobs them and stuff and it's stuff. insane like i you see some of the videos that they that they post and a normal person like would watch it and be like i don't i don't understand the problem here like what is it that you're seeing yeah but the way they describe it and you read the replies and you're like are we watching two different videos like what's going on 
And it's not obviously it's not just harmless because they keep getting people fired and they keep getting people like death threats and people have to move and people have to all of this shit. And most of the time they're not even like, you know, they're not like posting videos addressing Republicans or like libs of TikTok. Like they're literally just posting videos on TikTok. It's just them being themselves. Yeah, I've I've and seen that's it. it. I, I, I don't usually watch libs of TikTok, but I've I've seen a few of them and you're right. It is this thing where, you know, it's just like, you know, like just a video of like, you know, some some person who is like, you know, I mean, in their 20s, like has blue hair and it's like, yeah, I'm a teacher and I'm queer. And it's like, n none of those things means the person is a groomer, you know, but it's like, it's literally just well, to because, attack. Well, because like, they're a teacher. That's yeah. the thing, you know, yeah. they're like, and it's, and it's the ironic part about this is like, you never see them like posting videos or like news about like, if we, I mean, we always hear these stories about like, you know, like a, uh, like a like a straight teacher who are like would sleep with like a like a student who are like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, it happened in my you, high school. There was a teacher that um, married someone right after she graduated from high school, yeah. and it's like if they got married right after she graduated from high school, uh, I don't think the relationship started right after she graduated. Absolutely you know? not. Absolutely. I mean. I, there was a pedophile teacher at my at my junior high and I went to Catholic junior high and mm -hmm. this guy was like he was I was like 11 mm -hmm. and he asked me on a date Jesus and I like I was like 11 and I just laughed and like because I was yeah. like is this guy fucking joking or whatever but then yeah, I found out yeah. that he had been a teacher at some other Catholic high schools and or at and junior highs and had been sort of like transferred around. And, yeah. you know, this was this experience that I had with him. Uh, there were other women, not women, children. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm a woman now, but at that time I was a little kid, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, every, like all the girls in the class would like talk about him and how creepy he was. And, like, there's no doubt in my mind that he was a pedophile, you know, and it's yeah, just like, yeah, obviously, yeah. child sexual abuse is a very real problem, but there's, it has nothing to do with being queer or trans or gay or you know, nothing, nothing at all, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it happens yeah. a lot, child sexual abuse, the most cases are like, someone that the, that that child knows really well often a family member and it's exactly. an incredibly sad and devastating thing and in addition to this horrible genocidal rhetoric it really kind of obscures the truth that the the, the place where the most danger is happening is is probably in that kid's nuclear family you know yeah exactly i mean and i mean these same people are like would celebrate like you know people like andrew tate who's like literally accused of crimes yeah and like they celebrate him and make it like sound like it's a cool like that dude is like literally accused of like human trafficking yeah which is an actual huge crime and they're like no 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 it's the teachers yeah. who are doing that not the guy who literally goes on every podcast and talks about what he does yeah it's 
uh, it's it's so bad and it's so horrible and you know I mean I would say that like you know I'm probably no one who listens to the show is into turf shit because I imagine that you would have checked out by now uh but you know I mean I was just thinking like even in the comedy community there's just a lot of casual yeah. transphobia and it's I you know I would just really encourage people to to give a think to Mm-hmm. how dangerous this is getting and yeah it's really uh really pick your side and to pick the side of not fucking around with this this transphobic rhetoric at all like you know are there people on the internet like who you know like quote unquote like woke people who are you know like annoying or whatever sure but definitely like the amount of leftists i've seen who will take something that's like you know, just some kind of bad faith thing, like uh, boycotts are ableist. Okay, obviously that person's completely had to lunch. Boycotts are not ableist, but like to just kind of be so so reactionary in your politics that the existence of like a couple annoying people on the internet makes you decide that you're going to become a bigot, you know? Exactly. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, annoying people don't get people killed. You know, they're just annoying. Yeah, at the exactly. end of the day, yeah. you know, and you can just avoid them and just like, you know, listen to someone else who you don't find annoying. But yeah, to be like, no, I'm a right wing person now because this person is, is, you know, I just don't like the way they talk. It's just like, well, that's, uh, it just feels like an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, speaking of people who are speaking of you know annoying you know there has been this whole sort of like discourse online with like people saying all this like libs of tiktok and stuff has me thinking about uh taylor lorenz who is the person that revealed the identity of the person behind tiktok and you know taylor has has been coming with some anti anti anti-labor takes recently you know there was an issue online with like um you know, Starbucks workers mm. not masking in a picket line outside. And I looked at some of the pictures. It did seem like a lot of them were actually masking, you know. But there's been this whole sort of, like, thing on the internet with, like, people accusing the labor movement of being ableist. And I'm sure that there are a lot of ableist people. And in general, we live in a profoundly ableist society. Like, yeah. we're, you know, almost three years into the pandemic – and mm-hmm. the point that keeps being repeated is like, well, everyone, you know, can just get back to normal except for like immunocompromised people have to stay inside. Well, yeah. how long are people supposed to stay inside? Like the plan is just for some people to stay inside now for the rest of their fucking life. That sucks. And if I had been inside for three years, you better believe that I would be cranky as fuck and posting weird shit on the internet. So, you know, I think that when we see somebody you know, saying something that is maybe even genuinely bad, like, you know, like uh, promoting like scabbing or, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's like if the person has, you know, 100 followers or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. man, I don't know. Like, if you had been inside for three years, you'd be fucking mad about everything too. I think yeah. Oh yeah. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't, I think this like discourse that the, that the left is like, that the left and like disability activists are, are enemies. That's, that's so sad and it's so not true. And obviously like there's a lot of things that, you know, need to be, to be done to, to be more like, um, to be more inclusive, but you know, ableism, however much it's like used online in a very sort of ridiculous way sometimes like mm -hmm. with, with the chili the chili lady that got driven off Oof. twitter for making yeah. chilies for her neighbors that stuff is nuts but like in canada right now there's an assisted suicide program have you heard about this i did yeah yeah so there's a program where now i think canada is like the easiest place to um get medically assisted suicide mm -hmm. which i'm not you know against or whatever like if, if you have you know a terminal illness and you want to be able to end your life okay you know but a lot of people are a lot of disabled people in canada their benefits are so low and they you know are not able to afford um living and so people are there's like actually a lot of people suggesting this op selecting this option of ending their lives because Jesus. they just don't have enough money to live because Canada, even though it's a little better than the United States, is still still neoliberal hellscape. And, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, that's fucking ableism. Like people who literally yeah, of course. are like a society that has decided like, oh yeah, we might as well just let these people literally die because we don't want to uh, increase their benefits by $1,000 because they're so... Are invaluable yeah. to us. I mean, that's it's it's obviously horrible level ableism, and it's real, and it's not like uh, you know the it's it's so much beyond the people saying insane shit like um, you know don't make your neighbors chilly in case they have a, an intolerance and whatever you know like yeah I, I'm probably being ableist by saying insane I'm. I'm I anyway, I'll own up to that, but yeah, I I don't know. No, I I I know what you mean, but it's yeah, that's uh yeah, the chili thing is uh if you're listening, don't look it up. It will just ruin. <laughs> it will just ruin your life. Yeah. Uh, I did, and I read the whole thread, and I read a lot of the replies, and I was just like, I am. Um, ah. Uh, yeah. It's one of those threads where you're like, maybe I should deactivate. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Twitter it, yeah. just keeps getting kind of worse and worse. But I want to talk about one more thing today that mm -hmm. is uh, that is wild, that is, is, is worse than, I think, any of these weird takes we see online, which is, is long-termism. Okay. Do you know what long-termism is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know... For the past few years here, there's been this idea in Silicon Valley called effective altruism, mm -hmm. um, shortened as EA, which basically promotes the idea that the most moral thing that you can do is earn a lot of money and mm -hmm. then donate your money to causes where there is the most benefit. Yeah. And I'm sure that there have been times where this is good, where it's like, yeah, like I'm not not trying to be out here saying that you shouldn't give to charities and stuff. Of course, I, yeah. I do. But, I mean, you can just see like how this is just really 
you know, weaponized by very rich and powerful people to be like, oh, actually, it's moral for me to be a billionaire or it's moral for you to be like a Wall Street trader. Yeah, exactly. The whole idea of like philanthropy in general is just so governments to to do this stuff. Like, you know, you just see it's so um, ineffective compared to Mm -hmm. like, you know, the state providing everyone like enough money for uh, food and clothing and stuff just just to try to kind of I don't know outsource that to uh, like very rich people that ultimately give up a very 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 limited share of their wealth you know oh exactly yeah 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 and it's 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 and also isn't the idea basically to you know it's not about people now it's about people in the future as well Oh yeah, so that's where we get to long-termism. So yeah long-termism yeah is, con- so long-termism is connected uh, to affect your volatilism in the sense that, um, you know, these are kind of related Silicon Valley philosophies and long-termism, some of the EGA people and organizations uh, are into this thing called long-termism, where basically long-termism is this idea that We got to be thinking long term. Now, the first time I heard that phrase, what I thought my, the immediate place my mind went was like, oh, they probably is about climate change. Yes, we do need to be thinking, you know, long term about not raising the Earth's temperature. But no, longer than that, um, these folks are. Uh, and the reason this is, you know, came in the news is um, a lot lately is uh, Sam Bankman Fried. was uh an it was an adherent of effective altruism and long-termism um so but long-termism it means longer term than just climate change so it's doing the quote greatest good uh for the you know the the greatest good for humanity but that's you know kind of looking at potentially billions of years in the future so you know being like you know so it's basically to to instead of like trying to solve global Yeah. poverty now or even climate Mm-hmm. change to to get prepared you know to move humanity to space to think on behalf of these people um who are like you know digital consciousness that don't even have uh bodies you know 10 billion years from now that live Yeah. in computers on other planets I mean, you can obviously see where this can be like deeply weaponized because, you know, it's Exactly, like yeah. instead Because of it can be it can be used as a as an excuse not to care about people now. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, we're, we we do care about you as long as you do not exist yet. Yes. And, you know, it's um, Elon Musk is really into it. Um, Yeah. you know, it also justifies extreme wealth inequality because, you know, it's like if you're just kind of. doing math trying to decide about you know utility or whatever there's a way to make like a you know Yeah. kind of a freaking weirdo math guy argument that like oh but elon can do these things to get us to space in the future and so Yeah, we might yeah. as well just let people die in other countries you know it's horrible Exactly, which is funny too, because it's like, okay, so if we're talking about caring about people in the future, why does that not connect to you trying to stop and fix climate change now? And somehow that part just gets... 
yeah like thrown away and i'm just like well if the climate keeps getting worse the people there will not not be people in the future to use any of these technologies yeah i mean it's also like just thinking that you can control what happens 10 billion years from now or predict it it's like it's so arrogant yeah exactly yeah exactly and it's just like yeah it's just i feel like i feel like the best the best we can do it to the people in the future is to not make stuff very bad now that they have to deal with it yeah not make sure that it's bad for us and it's it makes no sense it truly make and it's elon musk does that and also that weird crypto guy who just lost so much money sbf yeah yeah exactly yeah to be fair this guy said that he will give away most of his wealth and he did he lost 16 billion dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so this long-termism is uh, you know, it's the brainchild of a Scottish philosopher, uh, William McCaskill, and uh, he's he's friends with SBF, um, and you know, it's um, you know, you just saw Silicon Valley like latch onto this sort of intellectual, quote unquote, intellectual idea to really justify the worst atrocity that they want to do. There's this organization called Open Philanthropy who I mm -hmm. learned about because uh, the way I learned about them is they're funding all of like the Yimby orgs um, mm. for housing. And to me, I mean, you know, I'm not comparing. I think, you know, it's, there's yeah. substantial differences, but to me, what these things do have in common, like both the sort of like build more housing, like in, build more housing, any housing doesn't matter yeah. if it's luxury condos or whatever. And there's like long-termism is it's both, you know, it's like sort of it's it posits mm -hmm. a solution where we can avoid redistributing wealth and power where capitalism yeah. can continue to exist. Yeah. Um, where, you know, billionaires, the fucking five guys can continue to to hoard all of the wealth. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, these sort of like intellectual slash data justifications for why we don't have to do socialism and of course rich yeah. people love that shit but you know in my, in my humble opinion you know there's really no way to uh, a just and livable planet that involves uh a few guys having all the money <laughs> you know like elon musk I agree. Level, you know, especially especially not these guys, especially not these worst guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I mean, attack is like you know, in a couple of years there'll be something new or shorter than that or whatever. But there's just going to mm -hmm. keep being all of these sort of you know different intellectual justifications for why we can hack capitalism, you know, and not have to yeah, not have to you know have worker power you know and uh exactly it's always it's always so funny yeah because it's always like no the reason capitalism is it does not work is because we are not using it well uh like we're not really like you know using it the way it's supposed to and i'm just like or maybe it's bad They're like no it's it's good because i in theory everyone should be okay and i was like well it's not working though and it has n never worked that's the that's the thing and we don't have any other, like, we don't have any examples of capitalism working anywhere. Yeah. While on the other hand, socialism has worked, is working in other places, and we see it, and we see the results of it. Yeah, I so mean, like... So, which one is better? Yeah, it's, you know, 
there's, you know, communism has never been achieved in the world. Uh, but you know, if we look at like a socialist country like Cuba, you know, obviously, I mean, the sanctions have had a U.S. sanctions have had a, had a huge impact. But you see, like everybody has fucking medical care. Everyone has a place to live. You know, like yeah. it's just. I mean, like. I think there's just this big push. I think Bernie Sanders scared the shit out of people. You know, by people, I mean, like, the powerful people, the, the ruling class. <laughs> um, and there's just this real sort of push to see if um, influencers and media and movements can make neoliberal ideology, trickle-down economic style ideas cool again, you know, to sort of pull people back. I I see it a lot, you know, looking at, like, the... The housing stuff where you know it's like it's just the typical centrist rhetoric of like well you know you have to be pragmatic like socialism public solutions wealth redistribution that's it's just not going to work and you're bad for believing it and, and whatever mm -hmm. but like there's just going to keep being a thousand different versions of trying to pull back the people who are the young people who were radicalized by Bernie Sanders campaign and, you know, or Occupy or, you know, just any pandemic, any of the other radicalizing events that have happened, you know, over the past, uh, you know, decade here and just sort of rebrand neoliberal ideology as something left. And uh, yeah. I hope our listeners hear that and think, what a fucking joke, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways... Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, you got anything coming up, Mohanad? No, really. I'm just mostly taking a break during the yeah during the holidays next month. And so what about you? I'm going to be at the San Francisco Punchline on December 20th and 21st. Yeah. So I hope you come out and see me if you live in the Bay Area. And yeah, you know, we, we love you. We're grateful for you. Reply Guys listeners, uh, thanks for sticking with us through all these transitions. Um, I might uh, pop back on later on and do uh, a, a quick little interview with a guest I wanted to to talk with about uh, the situation in Colorado, um, if she's available. But um, otherwise, we will see you next week. See you next week. Fuck your reply, guys. Please don't fuck your reply, guys. Just listen to Reply Guy.